This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is Costas Papai Anamu, and we're excited to learn about your background, sir. You're a founding partner at Una Terra Venture Capital Fund. Can you tell us about how you got into this business? Yeah, so the story started, technically it's my third career to be uh, <laughs> transparent. So um, a bit about myself, I'm 50 years old. I've been in, in innovation and let's say the business of doing new things for over 25 years now. And my first career was as an engineer, building basically machinery, designing products, ended that after 10 years, Did some, moved into something quite different, which was innovation consulting after that with a business uh, called Happen Group, which I co-founded with two dear friends. And that basically took me into the world of mass consumer goods and understanding, you could say, the difference between making just a couple of products and making bazillions <laughs> of products. Right. Yeah, and the implications of that. And I guess what, what we excelled at the time was being very specific in these mature industries. If we're talking like toothpaste, laundry detergents, cough syrup, stuff like that. What are like remaining frustrations that still exist or new frustrations that have come into the mix and being then being able to answer them with things that are just simply commercially viable, that you can run off your existing factories that are just make commercial sense. And it turned out that was a big gap, you could say, in uh, where many of these big industrial giants were, were looking up for or looking down into, you could say. Uh, it was a fantastic journey. We ended the business in 2019 when we sold it uh, to Accenture and had grown to a team of 70. And coming out of that, I had time on my hands. And here's the thing. In that period with Happen, I met countless very interesting people. And one in particular was Luca Zerbini, who I met at his time in Amcor. Amcor is a big packaging industrial, of course. Mm -hmm. And what we were trying to do with Amcor under his, let's say, leadership was to show as a business-to-business -business supplier of packaging, if you understand the end consumer situation a little better, you can basically show how packaging can make a difference to your customers, the brand right. of goods, right. in, a, in ways they had never thought of. And in a way, you could say what we've now tried to do, Luca and myself, what we're trying to do with the fund is to add that, let's say, insight of using, let's say, the infrastructure that exists within these huge companies and to see if you can use that to scale sustainable solutions much, you could say, much more effectively than trying to build everything from scratch. And uh, yeah, we started with that two years ago now. It's not been an easy ride getting to our sure. first close, but it's like we're <laughs> within shouting distance. We did raise some capital and put some of our own money in, say, ourselves, and we've started investing. We've done about six investments now. We've even managed to exit one already. And yeah, they all fit the profile that they're in the sustainability domain, obviously. And I guess in a subset of that, in a consumer goods universe, and then within that, it's very much, I guess, circularity focused. And yeah, there is there's so much to do there. It's, it's pretty much incredible. <laughs> Thank uh, you. That's narrative. great. Yeah. I love to hear about new companies and investment groups that are supporting sustainable packaging and sustainability mm -hmm. and circularity in general. 
Can you tell us a little bit about where you live and what it's like there? I'm excited to talk about this because I'm heading there next week. Yeah, so geographically, so the Netherlands. So you'll be spending most of your time below sea level. So Mm -hmm. that's uh, just to uh, to mentally prepare yourself, which uh, I can imagine is quite a stretch. So the Netherlands, yeah, so I have a long Greek name, but I'm actually Dutch. I've lived here almost all my (laughs) life. What is interesting about the Netherlands is it's a country of trade, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's a country where we have, this is been the case for like hundreds of years. It's a country where, as you could say, the first institutions were really set up as a society that have basically allowed us to become a very organized, let's say, little country. It's like a tiny speck, really, on the map in Europe. But because of the institutions that we've been nurturing here for like hundreds of years, um, the rule of law is very, say, Mm -hmm. well-sorted, which means doing business is very clear and transparent, typically. And because we're at the sea, our ports, particularly the port in Rotterdam, has become a huge, let's say, trading center for for goods across the world, of course. So it's a very, say, nice little hub in Europe to basically get a taste almost of every other country in Europe fairly quickly. (laughs) Such an international (laughs) little place. That's a great way to to put it. I've heard a lot of very good things about Amsterdam and the Netherlands. People have cautioned me that it will probably rain the whole time I'm there. Um, It's been raining the past (laughs) week. That's literally, there was a little article on the news just now, which is how to make the best of like the 20 minutes. It's not raining every day. (laughs) I'm from Portland, Oregon, where it rains all the time too. So I'm not concerned that much about that. I've got a jacket and not worried about that. But I guess we should get back to sustainable packaging here. How has sustainable packaging affected what you're investing in? Are you finding sustainable packaging solutions? Yeah. So it's funny because it when Luca and I reconnected outside of our original, let's say, relationship as client and, and supplier, we stumbled into one which turned out to be the right perfect profile for us as a business going forward. It was Pulpex, who do paper-based bottle for liquids, beverages, etc. And Here's the thing. I'm new to VC. And in a way, Luca has a bit more experience as in corporate venturing, but we were naively surprised to see that this business, which paper packaging is not new, of course, it, by any stretch. Paper bottles is maybe a bit newer. Mm-hmm. But this business was basically creating a solution which you could, with relative ease, use on an existing filling line. And our, definitely my assumption was, obviously, you would develop a new paper bottle <laughs> such that you can fill it on an existing filling line and not right. demand a whole new, say, uh, line to be set up. But it turned out to be quite unique. Mm-hmm. And that for us, at least, it was, so this is one worth putting our own cash in. <laughs> Literally went to the bank, got cash out, put it into, into <laughs> Pulpex, made a very nice return fairly quickly. But here's the interesting thing, and this is a little bit sinister, and I'm using that word on purpose about how the venture capital world works, because if you have a solution as a startup or scale-up, which is basically just the product and the technology, and you say, I, you don't need to build a new factory, you don't need to build a new e-commerce system, you don't need to build new distribution, all these other things... From a VC point of view, it's maybe not very exciting because how is right. that ever going to give you a 50-time multiple? Sure. Well, it isn't. That's the thing. So yeah, since we have, we've continued investing, maybe two others to call out in the context of packaging to just yeah. 
given given the topic of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> one is, in a way, it's in an adjacent space, which is Gray Parrot, who basically have an AI-based system to support waste processing. But they, what they do with a very smart vision system is they literally recognize the packaging. So mm. rather than, let's say, shining all kinds of types of light onto it and figuring out, is this a HDP or LDP or any right. other kind of plastic, they just recognize, hey, here's a little fragment of a Coke bottle, and there's another fragment of a, a Fanta bottle. Amazing. I know exactly what those are made of, and it basically helps you sort. One of the things I'll be talking about very briefly as an example of what I would almost call like the holy grail in, let's say, sustainable innovation or sustainability-oriented innovation is a business called MICFAC. I've literally just come onto the board also. It's a Swedish company. By no means is that a startup or a scale-up. I mean, this business has been going for 10, 12 years now. And they basically create a solution which uses less energy, less material. So, hey, sorry, what I should add, it's they do ready meal packaging. So, on the chilled shelf. But less energy, less material. So, that's better for planet right there. Mm -hmm. But on the demand side, they don't talk about necessarily that it's less waste, less whatever. They say the taste is much better because it's been heated less. <laughs> right. So, and, and then you see, you see where, at least in my point of view, the future of this, in, in a way, this industry and this topic is, which is as, an, as a manufacturer of pa- packaging or by that any other product, get your act in order from the planet, better for planet point of view. Right. While you're doing that, improve your product in a way that you have a whole range of other reasons why customers should be picking it. Yeah. And in this case, if you're in food, just ensure it delivers the taste better at the end. That's all you need to do to get people excited. Um, right. Yeah. So the future is sustainable packaging will be an obvious choice. You, you it's yes. a must. It's not like we're se- it's not a selling feature anymore. Which, which in my opinion, will be great if everything is sustainable and what we go back to the features and advantages and benefits of the product itself. Yeah. Like you just said, let's make food that tastes really good. And then, oh yeah, let's also package sustainably as well. This is exactly how it should be said. So. We're in violent agreement on that one. <laughs> so you're, you're at, at home base for Packaging Europe, which is next week. Very exciting. I'm heading there with my wife early, and then we'll stay a few days after to experience your part of the country. What are you looking forward to at, at Packaging Europe? Uh, what I'm looking forward to, this is, this is where people come together who actually work in the packaging space, and they actually make packaging, and they actually sell packaging, and they do actual <laughs> stuff. Right. Again, the world of VC and startups and scale-ups, it's a world of investment vehicles. It's not necessarily the world of new companies and new technologies. And just being able to reconnect with what the industry is really working on, what the real problems are. Trust me, if you go around the circles I'm in most of the time, this is a real sort of breath of fresh air. Right. <laughs> uh, and I really enjoy it because I was there last year as well. I really enjoy just uh, connecting with indeed the packaging professionals. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm also just happy to be surprised of, about all the things that are going to be shown and talked about, etc. But it's for me, the main thing is this is the real world. This is not yeah. hopes and dreams and new foils made of algae poop or something that is just completely <laughs> up in the stratosphere. But you know what I'm talking about. It's just right. there are so many dreamers out there coming into this area where if, if you do God knows how many square kilometers of film every year, you need something which is a drop-in solution because otherwise right. it's just not going to work. Right. And yeah, <laughs> that's, those are hard to find. And when you find them, they're good, but hmm, <laughs> needle I in agree. a haystack. 
Yes. Uh, I'm meeting with some clients today about automation. And you're Mm -hmm. exactly right. They want to use equipment that uh, can use new sustainable materials. Um, But you're right. They they also want to keep the equipment they have and insert uh, sustainable options, maybe a film with higher post-consumer recycled material or something, a simple step that will make a big difference today rather than waiting for, like you said, the unicorn that might not come to fruition. There's so much testing to be done. My whole professional life has been about innovation. And here's the thing. I actually hate new things and the word disruption. (laughs) Honestly, it's so overvalued. As you put it, small steps, smart steps, the Mm -hmm. right steps is really all you need. Because otherwise, right. you just won't serve on launching products is easy. Keeping them in the market, that's what's hard. Right. And that can only work if you're making the right amount of money on them because you're solving the right problem. Right. Um, and having the market respond and the consumers respond in a way that, that makes it yeah. so valuable that we can't go back to the old version again. That, but, uh, but here's the yeah. thing. That's what actual, say, a step change literally is about is yep. you elevate something to a space where you could mm-hmm. you look back and think I'm glad, glad that's behind us because we're in a better place here <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's but that simple truth is not one which is necessarily being lived by in the domain of let's say innovation and doing new things a lot of it is just new for new sake yeah so yeah. I, I totally agree it sounds like and you'll be speaking there as well. Is that right? Correct, correct, correct. So, about- so what, I'll be speaking on the first day in the morning. One of the first ones, uh, I think there are two stages uh, live, the innovation stage. I will be I will be better dressed uh, for the occasion. <laughs> Maybe let's start with that. But it's really cold in the house here. Um, <laughs> but I will be speaking about a couple of things. But w- what it comes down to is that there is a win possible, which is, yes, you can create something which is commercially sensible. You can make money as a business on and is better for planet. I'll be using the MIGVAC example also. I'll be showing some frameworks on how to judge what is in front of you because some of these, let's say, new ideas can be very compelling at first glance. And how do you quickly filter through some just some sense checks as is it really good as they say? Yeah. And I'm literally taking that straight from our our selection guide at Unaterra, which has proven pretty, pretty spot on so far. And again, it's not rocket science, but I hope it will save people time (laughs) and having to figure some of these out themselves. I look forward to hearing you speak. And you're right. This is something I deal with every day. At Aurora, we're trying to find new materials that we can offer to our clients that are Mm -hmm. actually more sustainable and actually going to do the job and actually still perform and not be so risky that they just fail lots of testing, lots of lab work. We're launching our sustainable packaging lab here uh, in mm-hmm. a few weeks. So I'd love to invite you over to the USA to see that. And oh, wow. we'll, uh, that would be spectacular. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that also. later. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is yeah. a couple of years in the works. My boss, Chris Bradley, has been working really hard on it and uh, we've all pitched in. So thank you, sir. How do people get in with touch pleasure. with you? Uh, if you're coming to the conference, which I uh, yeah. hope the listeners to this podcast will, <laughs> and just find me and tug my uh, arm and say hello. <laughs> The email is very simple. It's costus at unaterra.vc, which will be all over the materials I'll share also at the conference. And yeah, looking forward to meeting like-minded realists is probably (laughs) a a word to use here. Yeah, looking forward to it. Said, sir. And and thank you, Aurora Packaging Solutions, for sponsoring this podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. This episode is sponsored by SpecRite, the first purpose-built platform 
for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve. The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.